0: If you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting Glass Tire. All of the money we raise, since we are a nonprofit, goes right back into our coverage of Texas's art and artists. Our coverage is supported thanks to readers and listeners like you. If you would like to contribute, you can do so at glasstire.com forward slash donate. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to Art Dirt. This is a podcast where we at Glass Tire talk about topical art topics. I am Brandon Zek. I'm William Saradet. And today we are talking about two documentaries that have recently come out, both on Netflix, both multi-part. First, as many of you know, the Andy Warhol Diaries came out on Netflix. This is a docuseries. It's a six-part docuseries. On Netflix, that is inspired by the Andy Warhol diaries, which, if you don't know, is a book that was essentially transcribed phone call diary entries where he talked about um, his life and his uh, events that he attended and his artwork. And it's this—it's this thick book that's his diaries. It was published after his death, and a lot of people um, were really interested in it because. During his life, Andy Warhol was kind of a mystery. He didn't really give a lot up. Uh, So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to be comparing it and contrasting it in a way with Genius. That's J-E-E-N hyphen Y-U-H-S. It's a three-part documentary about Kanye West, um, and it focuses largely on Kanye West's earlier career, kind of like generally speaking 2000 to like 2012 thereabouts it picks up uh in the the late 20 teens uh so it does go more or less up to present day or at least up until you know present day when the documentary was being made um but uh it's kind of about the rise of kanye west and it's about like it's kind of a deep dive into his early life, his early work. You see him kind of go from a producer to someone who is center stage. Um, William, what were your kind of takeaways when seeing these two documentaries? Because they're, there's elements where they are very similar, but I don't know. After watching both of those, I, I kind of felt that they had really different Vibes to them. Oh, yeah.
1: I think the vibes between the two documentaries is, um, they're just very different, even though the thrust is kind of the same, more or less. Um, you're just getting an up close and personal look at two legends. Uh, for whatever reason, the invocation of Andy Warhol's diaries turned into a documentary. Um, made me think of Kanye West. I don't know why. I think that Kanye West is just um equally like a creative and cultural powerhouse as Andy Warhol. He might be earlier earlier on in his career than Andy Warhol was, you know, even at his death. Um so I'm I'm glad we got to I'm glad we got to watch them.
0: Both of these uh well the Kanye West is footage That was taken by uh, the documentary's director, uh, Cootie Simmons, or one of the co-directors and narrators of the documentary, Cootie Simmons, who essentially started filming West in Chicago, and West hired him, or didn't hire him, but allowed him to film his career, basically, up until, you know, the first couple albums, Cootie also... Like, co directed uh, the Through the Wire music video, which was kind of Kanye West's one of his first really big breakthroughs. Both of these documentaries kind of take a little bit of a first person point of view, like of Kanye and of Andy telling their stories. But obviously, through Kanye, it's contemporaneous footage that was taken, so you're seeing the growth of him into a star. And through Warhol, Uh, And one of the reasons the Warhol Diaries got so much press is because the Warhol Foundation okayed an AI-generated computer um, that was voiced by an actor to kind of narrate the series. It's like reading some of these diary entries as if Andy were saying this in his own words. And I felt like this was a way to kind of humanize the series a little bit and also give Andy's, like, lend the series Andy's voice because he was so mysterious and he didn't say the things out loud that were in his diaries. At the same time, I don't know, I felt there was a little something missing. Like, I came away from Andy Warhol diaries and I feel like I did learn some. About Andy Warhol, there are his contemporaries talking. There are people who were close to the people he was close to talking on it. So you do get some sort of window into Andy's life, and there's a lot of um, uh, historical like documented documentary footage also of Warhol doing press and working and that kind of stuff but i i feel like even though the warhol diaries was 6 episodes i didn't come away from it knowing warhol as well as i did coming away from genius knowing kanye west oh do you that's
1: so interesting i i think i feel uh the opposite really um i read bob Colicello's holy terror it's a memoir of his years at interview magazine and onward through Um, just being a really close associate of Andy Warhol, that, that was a super interesting, um, memoir. And I learned a lot about Andy Warhol at that time. Foolishly, I kind of thought like, oh, wow, how much more could there be? Um, (laughs) and watching this documentary, I thought, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Pat Hackett. I didn't know Andy Warhol's boyfriends. Um, there's a lot to pick up on with genius as a documentary, um, You're right. Cootie Simmons is narrating the whole thing. It felt a little bit more like Cootie's uh, just that. It felt a little more like Cootie's narrative of Kanye's ascendancy um, into the culture. And there's several times where Kanye West is talking to the camera, but he's not talking to the documentarian. He's talking to whoever the interviewer was at the time. Um, whether it's MTV News or, you know, someone like Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters. I can't remember if those are specific interviews included in the documentary, but there's tons of footage. Um, for whatever reason, I felt like both documentaries certainly present a lot of associates of the artists and, and figures. But for whatever reason, I felt like um, there's a ton of exposition in the Andy Warhol diaries film in genius. It's a lot of like um, shots of Kanye West meeting extremely important people for the first time, (laughs) Uh which is very valuable footage. And then um, Cootie will say like, you know, Kanye was getting more confident or Kanye was being, was feeling down And for whatever reason, I I didn't feel as close to the subject, um,
0: watching Genius. Yeah, I I definitely get what you're saying, because between these two documentary series, it's it's the question of someone being able to... Well, someone being able to shape their own story in terms of the Kanye West documentary, although... I don't know how much of a hand he ended up having because this was all o- old footage that I assume Cootie had the rights to since he was filming. Um, but it's it's kind of like in the Genius documentary, Cootie is filming Kanye tell his own story. Like, even if even if you think that Kanye's kind of like talking out of his ass because <laughs> he, he had this confidence about him um that has just grown to today but you you see it there at the very beginning and it's like it's one of those types of things where it's like you can kind of tell this person i mean it's easy to say in retrospect but you can kind of tell this person is going to be successful just because they believe so much in themselves or either that or they'll be a mega flop (laughs) because they are so confident That's a reading of the documentary
1: that I kind of connect with Brandon somewhere like, I don't know, after hour one, hour two, there's just a little clip of Kanye West at like a birthday party in Chicago. He's a small child. And he's literally just doing approximate rhyme of like, words just rolling one after the other. And he just like does not stop. (laughs) You know, he's he's being a little kid. And you kind of It kind of like contextualizes the past hour and a half of what you've been watching, being like, Oh no, he's he has always, always been this way. (laughs) Um, yeah,
0: well, and it's that versus the Warhol, which is people contextualizing Warhol's life and work,
1: and a major part of Warhol's brand contemporaneous with his work when it was being produced but also very much so after his death is that everyone um reveled in the fact that he was impenetrable uh impossible to get any truth or or uh sincerity out of I mean Kanye West doesn't have that at all I don't think he has the opposite thing but Kanye West has many times and for quite a while he'll go on national television and go off script um and i think the general consensus uh at this point is is that like uh Kanye West is not hiding or lying or trying to manipulate anybody in fact he he may not uh have complete control over himself um so those two things are um, at odds in these two documentaries and also within like the personal brand, the mythos of each individual artist.
0: This is William. That's really interesting. Cause I, I want to go back to something you just said that Kanye West isn't trying to manipulate anybody. And cause I don't know if I actually agree with that. Like it, It seems like I I completely agree with that there are a lot of other factors in play and that he may not have control over himself. Like, there are are points in the documentary where Cootie, who has known Kanye for this, I mean, for this very long amount of time, um, when Kanye is running for president, Cootie will stop filming sometimes, uh, Kanye talking, because he... I don't think he says it in just as many words, but basically, he feels like Kanye is manic, and he feels like it isn't right to film Kanye when he is in that state. Um, he kind of he kind of fiddles around with it. He doesn't explicitly say it, but I, it's very clear that that's what he means. Um, but also, I feel like over the past, since Kanye West has become big, so really over the last. 10 to 15 years Kanye has been very strategic about his persona and about how he displays his public image in a way that is only to his advantage like even around the time this Jesus or Genius documentary came out there was like a new dust up with him and Kim Kardashian and uh, another actress that he was dating or had just broken up with at the time. And that was right when this documentary was coming out. Maybe this is a little conspiratorial. I don't want to get there, but it's like, is the media narrative being controlled by him about the current things so that the media isn't writing about this documentary that just came out? Maybe because he doesn't want it out or is he doing it because he likes the documentary. And if he does this dust up, like it'll, uh, when, Outlets write about it, they'll also be like, and this documentary just came out. And, like, you know, it, I feel like he's so strategic and media savvy and confident and overconfident, but he's also just so, like, you can tell in the documentary that he's f- pretty smart, also, and he's very strategic about how he lives his life.
1: Um, that's a good point, Brandon. Um, thanks for outlining that. I think you said it better than I could have, um, which is that, like, with the genius documentary, it feels like it's not quite front and center. It's not quite, like, subtitled for you as you're watching the film. That, sure, Kanye West, like, clearly is very tenacious, um, has been honing his craft for a long time. He has other skills on top of that. He's not just a beat producer. He's not even just a rapper. He's, like, some kind of media entity and he knows his power and he's doing his best to make the most of it with Andy Warhol um, the narrative is constant and it's very expository that like um, everyone wanted to get inside of Andy Warhol's brain and he very deliberately would not let anybody in you have to it took um, I don't know when the the diary entries began, I guess it
0: would have been like, I believe it was in the mid seventies. I think it was 76. Also, just as a quick aside,
1: he was a commercial artist, a uh, graphic designer, illustrator, and the documentary articulates that he was in, it's one of the curators of the Andy Warhol museum that says he was in New York for 10 years and he was very successful as a commercial artist, and um, as it sometimes happens, commercial artists have bigger, grander ambitions than just illustrating for Harper's Bazaar. Um, so I feel like I feel like there's not a camera in Andy Warhol's face for the entirety, the total entirety of his career. Um, And with Kanye West, I was surprised at how early the footage is pulled, um, how early Cootie began, started filming. It was before he had even collaborated with Jay-Z on Jay-Z's The Blueprint, I believe, um, which is a while ago. And it was before anyone knew Kanye West's name. Yeah.
0: Or at least before people not in the industry did, because he had such a rich career of, like, making beats before he ever got behind a microphone and, like, released something himself. He had
1: collaborated with a ton of people, but as you'll see in Genius, he kind of has to go um, run around to a bunch of different labels and be like, hey, remember me? I've I've actually got a whole album worth of material and you guys need to put it out. And everyone kind of pats him on the back for, you know... Uh, what is it a a year or two before um that album goes anywhere in terms of production which was so interesting to see that's i mean that's not a narrative that i knew about kanye i mean obviously
0: everyone's got to start somewhere but and now a quick word from one of this week's podcast sponsors The Art Museum of Southeast Texas is pleased to exhibit Billy Hassel Topography from March 26th through June 19th, 2022. Billy Hassel is well known for his depictions of Texas flora and fauna, often emphasizing the need for conservation of these species. This exhibition will focus on works from Hassel's OVRA that depict animals and plants that are local to Southeast Texas communities, as well as extinct animals once native to the area. AMSET is open seven days a week, and admission is always free. For information on visiting Beaumont, Texas, please go to beaumontcvb.com. Well, I think there seems to be some sort of comparison to Warhol, just in the terms of kind of the DIY. I mean, Warhol was really the first person to become a brand. And of course, many people have done it since then, but Kanye West has a clothing label and has a music label and has done all these things that turned himself into like a multi-media artist like you like you mentioned earlier, but I feel like where the difference is, is the struggle that's in the genius documentary. It's kind of like he's around the right people and he fully believes in his own stuff, but it's the struggle of trying to get it recognized by those people. Whereas the Warhol diaries and Certain elements of the diaries themselves are read on camera. Of course, it's like an 800-page book, so there's so much more. Um, I, I would like to read the book and see how it, or read the book again and see how it compares to the documentary series. But they at least pull out excerpts of Warhol being unsure about his work and having doubt. And it's it could be the thing where they very much did that to humanize him because that's what this documentary really was about, like giving you an insight into Warhol as a person and humanizing him. But at least, again, the the way it was edited and the way they played it, there was much more artist struggle, self-doubt. It wasn't Warhol writing in the diaries. I made three awesome paintings today and they're going to sell in no time. You know, he didn't have that confidence level of, west does that make any sense
1: yeah i mean i think they say it somewhat explicitly in uh the andy warhol diaries that he was a melancholic person um there will be a soundbite of andy warhol saying i think life has passed me by and what's flashing on the screen is a visual montage of him hanging out with jerry (laughs) hall debbie (laughs) harry mick jagger i mean it's like wow what an interesting i you touch on it uh, very well, Brandon. Which is that Andy Warhol did kind of invent the persona as a brand, or it, he figured out a way to integrate brands with like personal identity. Um, but which is a which is a model and outline that literally every famous person follows now. But at the time that he pioneered it, he was not um there was i mean there was no pride to his persona there was like none at least in in terms of my reading um and with kanye west which is what 40 50 years later um kanye west's
0: brand is like 98% pride you know is there any is there anything too or is there anything different about the art versus music thing, because artists and musicians both have to have a great amount of uh, not only confidence, but just self-awareness in order to put something out into the world. Like, that's one of the things, whenever artists put a piece of art into the world, they're putting a piece of themselves, and that's people who record music, that's people who make visual art, everything. But do you think there's anything about the mediums themselves that makes the two stories different? Like, if the Warhol documentary were instead about Mick Jagger, would it have been different?
1: I mean, I suppose, like, um, I, I see what you mean, and I think the answer is, like, probably, maybe, like... Rappers kind of look different from artists, kind of look different from directors, kind of look different from ballerinas. Like, I mean, they all sort of have different lifestyles. Um, That question kind of makes me think about um, when the personal computer started to become a consumer product. Um, Andy Warhol very quickly got roped in to demonstrate it as a tool for drawing, which is, like, not exactly what's happening. Obviously, like, um, Commodore Computers wants Andy Warhol's name recognition, period. And then Andy Warhol has this fun, like, silly, obsequious way of using it and being like, oh, I... Uh, he said he wasn't confident about the the live portrait he did of Debbie Harry on the Commodore, but he called it a masterpiece anyway. And everyone, and everyone believed him. Um, so, I guess I... I guess I did a marathon around your question, Brandon, but, um, uh, yeah, it would probably be different. Like if, what, if Kanye West was a painter and Andy Warhol was, um, a beat producer, like would there be some like one-to-one transliteration of what the documentaries are doing?
0: Uh, it's possible. I, I would love to hear some Andy Warhol beats
1: yeah if the iPhone had come out when he was alive and he could just do some little sampling on the fly
0: I bet that would be fun he would also I I don't know if, if listeners if you know anyone out there who has made a song sampling Warhol's voice let us know because I can't think of anyone uh, or any song but I could totally see pulling a sample of of Warhol's like one of one of his like just non sequitur quips yeah absolutely and we're about to wrap up but william do you have any final thoughts about both or either of these documentaries
1: i it just struck me as a part of the andy warhol diaries that developing an ai model to recreate (laughs) someone's voice i just wonder if that will become like a historical archival practice um I don't think I really have the means to describe why, but I I just, you know, a uh, brave new world we're living
0: in. <laughs> I feel like it's so much a product a little bit of its time. And by that I mean both both times, like the fact that Warhol lived between, you know, the what? 40s, 50s and the 80s. So it's like there were recordings of him, but there weren't a whole lot And a product of right now when we're like, AI technology is just getting good enough that we can do this and have it be faithful, even though... uh, I don't know how you felt about it, but I felt that you could tell that it was AI. And I don't know if that was better or worse than having just a narrator read it or just having someone try and imitate Andy Warhol to read it. Because maybe that... They had reenactment type things in docu- in the documentary anyway so it's like just have someone reenact the voice right yeah i mean those are all great points it's like
1: watching this technology kind of be put on display before it's fully before it's gone full deep fake it's like huh i wonder why they did that <laughs> why didn't they just wait or yeah like why didn't they get it i mean chloe E is the is the narrator on um, the Candy Darling documentary that came out in 2004 and i mean the effect of that is that like for a second you're like oh wow the Andy Warhol superstars sound so glamorous and then the movie's over and you're like that's Chloe Sevigny she's just <laughs> she's just alive she's not a superstar uh, but it works anyway um i guess i don't have any serious takeaway <laughs> on it but it was it was funky
0: it's a good way to get some press for your series, if anything. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another Art Dirt. And uh, we do actually recommend that you watch both of these if you haven't seen them. They're on Netflix, uh genius is three parts andy warhol diaries is six parts they're pretty easy watches as far as things are concerned as far as documentaries are concerned they're not too rigorous or heavy at least most of the time uh and that's it we recommend you take a look at our event listings and if you're able go see some art go see some art Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, the Art Museum of Southeast Texas in Beaumont, and their exhibition, Billy Hassel Topography, which is on view from March 26th through June 19th of 2022. Hassel is well known for his depictions of Texas flora and fauna, and he often emphasizes the need for conservation of the species that he paints and draws. This exhibition will focus on Hassel's work that depicts animals and plants that are local to Southeast Texas communities, as well as extinct animals that were once native to the area. AMSET is open seven days a week, and admission is always free. For information on visiting Beaumont, Texas, please go to beaumontcvb.com. This podcast was recorded by Glass Tire and edited by William Saradette. Copyright Glass Tire 2022.